No, no, no pundit on TV will ever get a job again. <laughs> Guys, welcome to the 40-yard switch. As always, I'm Wilby. And I'm Woodson. <laughs> and we've, uh, we've we've switched up the intro um, this week. Um, there's been a lot happening. New managers for, for Everton. <laughs> yeah, the England Euro squad dropped. Lots of exciting news to get through. So Yeah. And, and we've also got the, uh, the first half of our European Championship group preview. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna crack on. Um, hopefully, you've enjoyed that little switch up. Uh, MC MC will be on the mic. That's it. That's it. <laughs> All right. Well, let's just uh, let's jump straight into it, shall we? Yeah, straight into the the Champions League final. What, what were your thoughts? Uh, okay. First and foremost, credit where credit's due. Chelsea had a clear game plan and it worked. And I, I've seen a lot of people being like, oh. It's it's not all Pep got it wrong, you know. It's um it's it's like you know you got to give Chelsea a fair bit of credit for the way they played, and yeah, you do. But Pep got in got in his own way essentially, and just played right into their hands. I feel like yeah, and I think if he sets up differently, and if he just sets up the way they've set up throughout the season in in big games, and if he doesn't lose De Bruyne in in the early stages of the second half, it's a very different game. But credit where it's due, Chelsea played really well. Uh, I thought Kante was, again, incredible. I thought Christensen came in really well for Thiago Silva. And Mason Mount and Kai Havertz. Like, Mason Mount had a quiet game, but then that's what, like, he, when, when he needed to, beautiful pass through the middle. Yeah. And Kai Havertz, you can say what you want about this season, but in my position as, um, as a fan, if we spent £80 million on a player and he's pretty lacklustre, but then he scores the winning goal in the Champions League, I'm, it's pretty worth it. Yeah, it's it's hundred percent worth it. Yeah, I I think you're spot on. Like that, there was heaps that Chelsea did really well, and in the opening exchanges, City actually did have quite a few chances that, due to good defending, mainly from Reese James and and Rudiger, um, that they were they were kind of two big moments in in the early exchanges where Chelsea just defended really well. But yeah, I think City just weren't able to dominate the ball quite as much because every time. Um, Chelsea went forward like they could never break down Chelsea's attacks because they didn't have that solid spine um, to their team I saw saw an interesting point where it was like a lot of the time the way City find a lot of their forward players or more attacking central midfielders in space is that Edison will like they'll play out through the back and then Edison or one of the two centre backs will play it to Rodri or Fernandinho who will then invite one or two players to press him but then because both those players are so good on the ball and passing, they will then slip it through to De Bruyne or Gundogan or whoever's central, uh, the other central midfielders. And then all of a sudden there's a whole lot of space because they've drawn those players. But when there's no one in that hole to do that, it's just a bank of three and a bank of three and a massive space between the centre-backs. Mm. And yeah, and like yeah. you said also, it's interesting, they yeah. couldn't break down the Chelsea attacks, case in point, like the goal. There's just no one in that huge gaping hole that Mason Mount plays the pass through. Yeah. And it, yeah, and and it meant that like the the, the centre backs kind of got pulled up, like in particular John Stones got pulled way out of position for that goal, and it probably doesn't happen quite as much if you've got that CDM creating that diamond. Yeah, that's that's another thing I wanted to talk about. Like again, not trying to discredit Chelsea, but 
someone who we've sung a lot of praises through this season, John Stones, next to Ruben Diaz, he's been a revelation. He was really, really poor. Mm. And like looking towards the England Euros, I was really worried about his performance. And for the goal especially, not only, like you said, has he been drawn that far out of position, but if you're drawn almost to halfway by a player, you have to go touch tight on that player, like commit a foul something. But the worst thing is he first gets drawn out to almost halfway and then he and then as soon as Mason Mount gets the ball, he sags off. So yeah. then it's just like you've opened up the gap and then you've not pressed the player on the ball. It's just like the two worst things you can do in that situation. Yeah. And there was also a moment in the second half when Chelsea should have gone two 0 up. Kai Havertz gets the ball and is running towards him and he just he could he could get to the ball. Like the ball's kind of fifty fifty between them. He just stands off him. And the ball's going towards him, yeah, so he's exactly. he's he's got the better chance to win that. It was it was reminiscent of um um Harry Maguire. Like against just Tottenham like goal, absolutely yeah. scared of the pace. Yeah, against Bergwijn. But yeah, he just backed off him and invited Kai Havertz to run through and Pulisic should should have scored that. So yeah, it was a it wasn't a good showing. It wasn't a good showing from John Stones, but the the flip side of it is that he he didn't have that he he didn't have that a little bit of protection which which you do need. Yeah, you absolutely you do need. And again, yeah, this like like uh, while John Stones struggled, I do think he'll have that player for England, so he may not have those issues. And also, yeah, like he was put in a difficult position again by Pep. I th- I, th- I do feel like because I, I don't want to really. It's not like in the Arsenal the United game where in those like knockout finals where the team just didn't really show up like city maybe for some of the game could have worked a bit harder but like that's more credit to chelsea's defensive plan because city created chances yeah and it just they just didn't they just couldn't create enough because they couldn't have enough of the ball and dominate the ball because of choices that pep made which really frustrates me because he's such a good coach but yeah i mean i i, I suppose the idea was that they would dominate the ball and having that extra creative player would mm. make it easier to break down that essentially five at the back when they're defending for Chelsea. But Yeah, another thing I wanted to point out was I thought Reese James had a really good game and essentially probably almost swung his uh, England Euro selection, which we'll touch on in a second. But another really quizzical thing, which not only playing not not only not playing Rodri or Fernandinho but also playing Sterling like the last time Sterling's played in a Champions League game was the first leg of the round of 16 match against Mönchengladbach yeah and people were like oh Reese James had Sterling in his pocket oh my god you know locked Sterling down for 75 minutes yes but at the same time if anything Sterling just showed me that why he wasn't in either of our England best 11s why he hasn't really been that much of a first name on the team sheet integral figure that he has been for that City team in recent years like he's just I don't want to say one-dimensional because it's not completely one-dimensional, but he's lost a lot of what made him so effective. Hmm. I think also the the Man City team has has changed, and they're a bit more yeah, like like you said, they're a bit more dynamic, and he's not that dynamic a player. Like whereas moving for like he's been linked with with moves away from City already, and I just think yeah. Maybe if you have Fernand Torres there, he's a bit more dynamic. Or well, maybe you know, if you just go with the front three they had, which was. Uh, Foden, Mares, and Bernardo Silva. Yeah, and then you, and then this like, like in my head, I was just like, you swap Sterling for Rodri or Fernandinho, and then you push Foden up. Yeah, and it's and it works, and push yeah. De Bruyne back, and it works. But at the end of the day, again, credit to Chelsea, and you know, Kai Havertz and Timo Werner on an absolute madness after the game. Yeah, <laughs> telling reporters to fuck off. <laughs> that was uh, 
they're, they're bizarre. <laughs> they're, they're I mean, you know, you're on top of the world, you just won the, the, the best trophy world football has to offer, yeah. but at the same time, it's, <laughs> it's like, like I don't understand the question. Next one. <laughs> I, I, I watched that and I'm like, it wasn't even a hard question. No. It, it was like... I mean, it is second language. I think that might have, might have been the, the issue. Yeah, but if, if anything, the, the, the question he was asked like after that yeah, was just as I difficult. That, yeah. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, the, the potentially biggest piece of news, at, at least for us this week, was the announcement of the, the final England squad. Yeah. for the Euros follow, following the release of the provisional squad um, the week prior how many picks did we get right probably not many um, you got you got more right <laughs> okay I think wait of the yeah basically every player that I had in over you was, was dropped okay cool <laughs> um, but yeah I, I think the big outs the, or the more surprising outs were Greenwood who withdrew through, through injury. Also, how was that injury kept under wraps for this long? Yeah. Surely if you had an injury, this should have been known about before even the provisional mm. squad came out. Like, that was a bit weird for me. Who knows? Who know, I'm, I'm not trying to speculate and do any, like, sort of conspiracy theory here, but <laughs> there, there could be something with, with the, the, the time he was... Um, sorry. When he was left out of the England squad recently due to the incident uh, in, yeah. in Iceland. Obviously, like, maybe for, for him personally, I don't think Gareth has like you know left him out because of that but maybe yeah maybe he's trying to get his but yeah for whatever the reason that's that's a big out i thought he was going to be a really good off the bench threat but yeah yeah i I suppose my thoughts on it were ben godfrey should be picked over connor cody connor cody hasn't really had an amazing season for they finished below wolves Mm. like yeah 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 sorry wolves finished below everton yeah Yeah. also i thought james ward prowse stiff to not get you're going to pick four right backs with, and pick one as a set piece specialist when you've got a better set piece specialist in Ward Prowse yeah. and Miller and midfielders. It was it was strange because like maybe in the past England have had like an overload of really talented midfielders and have had taken have taken like one less defender sort of. Now they've just put in four um, fullbacks, which Gareth say can can play in different positions. But I don't think you'd really want like if you play them out of position, they're not in the best. I mean, yeah, like just like. Ten defenders yeah, is ridiculous, but I was trying to like trying to like in my head I had this funny little thought. I was like, how would if the MNF boys were reacting to this? You just damage like yeah. four eight bucks. See, I'm gonna laugh. Four eight bucks. No, exactly. And I, I was actually when I saw it, I was thinking about Gary's reaction to to, to Jamie Carragher's one. It's like it's it's, no, la- it's, it's laughable big. analysis. Like, yeah. To to bring that many defenders and it's yeah, it's exactly what Gareth's done. Yeah. But yeah, I the, the other one for me uh, was that um, there's no real natural like natural sort of replacement striker for Kane. Mm-hmm. There's DCL, but which is for a different system. Um, but yeah, yeah, we're really banking on Kane being fit this entire time, which I I do think probably touched our wooden table that we podcast on. Uh, <laughs> I think he will be fit because for the most part, generally he pretty drool. But yeah, it's it's a it's just a poor oversight. It's probably what I think it comes down to. Like lack of midfielders, too many players. We have like one less right back than we do midfield central midfielders, which is just what. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like I still think there's plenty in that squad to do things, but I, I definitely think this is a massive indication from Gareth Southgate that he's going to play a back five. 
Well, that, that's what was really interesting because did you see this morning they the played friend, they, played back they played a back four with Mings and Cody. I mean, it was a they also played Jesse Lingard, who's been left out of the squad. But yeah, but also I also, I also think it might the reason he might take more defenders. But again, why would you take more right backs? This is confusing to me. Is because he maybe is a question mark over Harry Maguire's fitness. Hmm. But then like, again, why would you take four right backs? I know Kyle Walker can play at right back, but like, why are we taking someone who can play at right back over an actual centre back? Oh, sorry, you can play at centre back over an actual centre back. Like, hmm. Especially when you got like someone like Ben Godfrey. I know he's uncapped and inexperienced, but like talent's talent at the end of the day. Like, yeah, yeah, I I hundred percent agree. Like you can say as much as you want that he just sees four good footballers in these four right backs, but at the end of the day, they're not as good out of position. So yeah, yeah. But it'll be interesting. I, I definitely, if I had to make. That team we made again last last week, I probably would make it a back a back five team now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, also apparently Henderson was on the bench for the friendly this morning, but and was, they were going to bring him on at some point, but he felt like a little bit of uncomfortableness, so they didn't risk it. Oh, is he? Is he? Is he put? He's been it? back in training. Yeah. Oh, right. um, oh Jordan Henderson. Jordan. Oh, sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that on one hand, I didn't even know he was back in training yet, so that's good. So and also being potentially viable for selection is good, but on the other hand, to like not come on because you've got a little bit uncomfortable with this, like a week and a half out from the Euros, is worrying. Yeah, he needs to have some sort of game time in the next friendly. Yeah, or else I'm really. That's what's worrying, like, because there's so many of those sorts of players. Like it's good that Grealish is back in playing and getting game time, but Maguire as well. Yeah. Like, and then also now, like he's picked four right backs to include Trent, and then Trent's got injured. Yeah, this is almost like a bit of like. I don't want to say karma, but sort of like ironic in a yeah. way. Like he's almost, it's like if 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 Trent is out with a long term thigh injury that's more than two three weeks, Ward Prowse probably comes back in, and it's just like, well, why why didn't you pick him from the start? Yeah, like yeah, I would definitely like to see yeah Ward, Ward Prowse on the side. Um, yeah, I suppose the other good thing from from this morning's game was Saka getting his first. Goal. Yeah, I did say that. I mean, I was hyped when I saw it before I saw because like I jumped on Arsenal on Instagram and Arsenal Instagram was like Saka and I was like oh cool sick and then I was like oh, yeah, I wonder what kind of goal he scored and then I was like okay it was an open goal tap in but but like hey a goal's hey, a, a goal's a goal and he like, took I a reckon goal. that's actually a hard finish yeah it was, especially it was, when you it would be so like there'd be so much on it for him personally yeah. that's that's what I did think I was after that I was like you know actually credit where it's due like it's your first England goal take them as they come you know yeah. like yeah so I'm uh, thrilled for him I don't think he'll feature very much of these Euros but thrilled for him nonetheless the other big thing was <laughs> just just before this squad got announced, um, the reports came through that uh, Real Madrid were in talks with Carlo Ancelotti again, um, yes. and then he left. <laughs> just like that. He was uh, like, all right. Uh, the club that was always in his heart, um, which is, you know, it's fair. It's but fair. at the same time, he was like, I want to be here for the four years. I want to see the new stadium built. I know it, like everyone says these things these days, but like, and like he was also talking about like players that could leave if they wanted to, yeah. And then like he leaves, and I'm just like, I get it. Like he, Real Madrid's to the team he's had the highest points per game ratio with, yeah. But like at the same time, like come on, man. Like, I think the thing is you, you can't, yeah. I, it, it would feel a bit more like home for me. He's had a bit a bit of a difficult personal time recently as well, apparently. Uh, but but yeah, I, I don't know. You, you're gonna get paid more as well at the end of the yeah. day. Yeah, someone was someone was like, if I, I saw on Reddit, someone was like, if I work for Ford, 
and I earn like you know sixty thousand dollars a year, and then Ferrari comes and offers me two hundred thousand dollars a year. What yeah. am I gonna do? You know, like yeah. yeah. So summed up really well on Everton Reddit with that Simpsons meme. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like the Flanders, it's Real Madrid, and it's like the Simpsons in the swamp. It's it's swamp yeah. uh, but anyway, uh, what manager do we think? Because I heard, uh, t- I saw something today from Sky Sports being talks have opened with Nuno. Mm, yeah, and I saw you that. You said you wanted Graham Potter, and there's also been the name Eddie Howe floated around. Yeah. Uh, also, David Moyes has been. David Moyes. Thrown, thrown I don't think you'll well. leave West Ham, but. I don't think, yeah, I don't think you'll leave West Ham, and I don't really think that Everton supporters want David Moyes back. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I think personally, I, I would prefer Gra- Graham Potter as the replacement. I just think what he's done with the players that he has at Brighton, at Brighton, yeah, is 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 just quite impressive. And I feel like we've had a succession succession of managers that sort of come in. Are fully backed by by Fahad Mashiri, but they just bring in signings that aren't really that good. And it'd be interesting to maybe bring in a couple of signings, but see what we can do with the talent that we do have in our squad. Do you think Grand Potter's a can get more from less type of guy? Yeah, I reckon. Whereas I think with Nuno, why he's done a very good job with Wolves, and you know this might, I'm not 100 percent sure on this opinion to be honest, but it does seem a little bit more like he's he's brought in like really good players, and I, I don't know. I also saw an interesting point today, albeit it was a Facebook comment from, uh, so like, you know, take, take from that what you will, but it was like, Everton at the moment, skill level wise, maybe don't have the players to play like a 3-4-3 three, three, or like a 4-2-3 or like a uh, 4, even a 4 2 three, one, you don't have the wingers for it. Yeah. Uh, so like, you need a, a guy who can come in and just play like a, like a, a, like a 4 Three three compact or or a four four two or just something really sim- simple. Yeah. Like uh, and I I also would think that this for the for the way that Brighton play it's really good football but I just think that he lacks quality. I mean he 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 finished sixteenth which isn't that high but he their expected goals was ridiculous and that was without a recognised striker for most of the year. Like Neil yeah. Ma- Neil Mope is not a striker and they had Danny Welbeck off the bench and like I love Danny he's that guy but like. Yeah, <laughs> he's not. But and that's the thing, like Danny. I, I say what we will about your frustrations with Dominic Calvert-Lewin this season. He scored sixteen goals. Yeah, and he can. He's he's better than anything Brighton had. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think for sure. Like, that they, they were sort of Brighton. I mean, were, were up there with like you know, like not not like quite as prolific as Man City and Liverpool, but up there. But they're they're just like wastefulness in front of goal was, was way down so oh yeah. is that on that XG yeah uh, that, that was goal cool. graph thing you were showing me yeah, yeah, that was yeah. Cool. they were like created heaps but extremely wasteful and like negative sometimes was, sometimes I wish we had like a visual YouTube podcast yeah, yeah, so yeah. We, could show, we could show you guys these graphs that Wilbur and, and, and these stats that me and him find sometimes we can we can take it but I suppose it's, it's not as interesting on Instagram I find I yeah. feel like <laughs> it's, but yeah no, it's it, on the Premier League Reddit anyway yeah it, it's, it's, it, it was a really interesting stuff it showed that Arsenal was dead Back bang in the middle. Yeah, but I think I don't know. I, I just I just feel like Gray, Graham Potter w- would be able to build something a little bit more than Nuno f- for whatever reason. No, I'd I mean, be happy with Nuno too. I, I rate that. I reckon that's. I reckon he's the best fit. Yeah, it's a good step up. It's a good step forward in his career, and uh, yeah, I just feel. Like, and also, you were saying the other day um, to me off air that you think that he could actually bring some of those Brighton players that you rate to the team. 
Yeah. Like uh, Trossard or uh, maybe I would, Basuma. I would maybe. love to see Trossard because that, that sort of like, you know, really skillful attacking player is, is something that we... Yeah. And creative. Like, and what, yeah. about, what about Basuma too? Or you reckon you're stacked at centre mid now? I'm quite happy with our central midfield yeah. options. Oh, he's a bit younger. What about um, Tarek Lamptey? Lamptey, yeah. Wait, he's a right back, right? right? Back, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that would be that would be great. He led under Coleman for a year and then take yeah. the league by storm. Not sure how many how many of these players are going to want to move up to Liverpool from <laughs> the south coast. Yeah, Brighton, <laughs> lovely Brighton. Um, but yeah, I, the, the the other name that's been floated around very. Um, Unlikely, but uh, Antonio Conte is <laughs> also available. <laughs> so yeah, come look. in, two seasons, win the league. <laughs> <laughs> what a coup! That, that that would cement his legacy. You know, take Everton from tenth. Apparently, he's in. To apparently, he's to the league and then leave. <laughs> been linked with Tottenham. Yeah, I saw that too. I, I see, bro. Tottenham get linked to Pochettino and to Conte, and I'm like, why do they fucking get all the good managers? They don't deserve it, bro. I'm so sick of this shit. There. Yeah. <sighs> If they get Conte, it'd be, it'd be very interesting. Like, Arteta still may work out, but, like, if you had to choose between Arteta or Pochettino or Conte, like, it's not a no-brainer. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I'm not going to make this podcast about Arsenal because it's not about <laughs> Arsenal at all. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I, I would like to see Potter as well, just as my final thought on that. I yeah. Um, yeah, I, 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 think, I think he'd be the, he'd be the best. Eddie Howe would represent a similar proposition. But Eddie Howe... The last time Eddie Howe was a coach, he was relegated. Not saying that it was his fault. And he also has been out of the game for two seasons or one season now. So. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Um, Euro time. Mo- yes, moving on to the Euros. <laughs> <laughs> Segway. Um, <laughs> so we're basically going to talk through who we think is going to qualify from the, from the first three groups, A, B, and C. Um, and then go through a combined 11. So we love to make little elements. Yeah, we do. We can post it on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, people like to see it, so you know, we've got to give the people what they want. That's it, that's it. Uh, so yeah, Group A. Uh, we've both made the error of not having the groups up in front of us. Um, Italy? Italy, yeah. Switzerland? Wales and Turkey. Now, I'm pretty sure Turkey... Haven't lost, did, didn't lose a game in qualifying for like ten to twelve games, or maybe even more. Yeah, they've they've got some really really class players. Yeah. In there uh, too. Italy as well. Uh, again, this is gonna really show Mina Wilber's lack of City R knowledge, but yeah, they've apparently they've got a bunch of good players. <laughs> we don't know. Them. Uh, Never heard of them. Yeah, no, but this is good. It's expanding. Like, yeah, like Nico Varela apparently is really good. Um, we do know about Chiesa. We he's love a, Chiesa. He's a gun. Yeah. Uh, he made Ronaldo look like not even the best player on the pitch in their Champions League games. Yeah. Um, yeah. He was. He was like the main. It, watching the highlights of Juventus's um, Champions League games, which is admittedly all I saw, but he he really he really lit it up. Yeah. He was the focus. He has that. He has that. Those sort of like fast twitch. Like doesn't do a whole lot of step overs, but can like sort of like faint one way and then go another way and have a defender fall on his ass. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then. Um, so yeah, I think. Those two will be probably be favourites going in. But then you can't discount Wales. I know they're mostly a championship team with a couple of players like Ramsey and Bale. Yeah. But Ramsey and Bale can change a game, especially Bale. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see how well Aaron Ramsey... And I think like Wales' fortunes probably could ride on that a little bit because 
Apart from that, in central midfield, they don't have really have anyone. Joe who Allen, can, yeah. the world shabby. <laughs> they don't have anyone who can really dominate in there, and that's obviously a very important part um, of winning games. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Because he hasn't played that much for Juventus. Yeah. yeah. Switzerland is interesting because they always seem to do pretty well in qualifying, and they have made the knockout rounds in other tournaments. I'm pretty sure they made the knockout rounds in the World Cup. But I'm just not convinced. Mm. Like, I look at their team sheet, and I'm just like, Admittedly, I don't know half their players, but like the players I do know, I'm like, they're not that good. Like Granite Shaka, admittedly, plays really well for them every time. He plays better for them than he plays for Arsenal, and he's their captain. But like, if that's the best they've got to offer, like, yeah. Also, apparently, Jordan Shakiri always dominates for them as well. But also, he's not, he, like, he's thirty, pushing thirty now. And yeah. I just, I feel like his best days are behind him. I think you've you've got to have some better options than just those two and, and they don't really s- seem to have anyone they have Imbolo who plays for Borussia Mönchengladbach so shout out Yannick friend of the show correct me if I'm wrong so he's decent but again it's like he's decent he's not like a Bale or like a Burek Ilmaz or a Chiesa yeah you know? that are gonna so, yeah, yeah. I've, I've got them not to qualify yeah yeah um, I but like, this is like not, more than not to qualify I reckon Wales could I reckon Switzerland could finish last in this group yeah. I reckon a lot of people would have Switzerland over Wales because well, everyone says Wales is a championship but I think from part, watching Wales in the past they're a really tight knit group mm. and I'm not saying Switzerland aren't either but like they seem to just like grind out results and yeah. I think like they've been getting slowly better as the past few years like they just missed out in the World Cup and then since then they've been getting better and better and it you know the situation with Ryan Giggs they lost their manager not so good but I I do think that they they I still don't think they probably won't qualify but I reckon they'll push the t- the top two and yeah. Switzerland will finish last yeah I, I think yeah just in the friendlies this morning as well I mean Wales lost 3-0 to, to France um, but that's France with, with 10 men yeah. with a very stiff red card on, on, on Neko Williams and Neymar trying to dive penalties yeah Mbappe yeah. <laughs> sorry Mbappe not Neymar but yeah the, the, the Swiss, I watched the extended highlights of the Switch game so I didn't see that much of it but they, they drew with the United States and they didn't look also at the back they didn't look that good which is surprising because Jan Sommer is, is quite a good keeper but mm-hmm. he had a few few errors um, but yeah, it's hard to see really see anything about Turkey and Italy going through. But do you do you reckon Italy tops Because like I, I, d- I do, but and the the reason is because the games for this group are going to be played in Azerbaijan and Rome. Ah, okay, yeah. So I, I thought I heard Italy plays every game at home. Yeah, I'm I'm not hundred percent sure. But I think I, I heard I somewhere think that so, they do, yeah. but yeah. But regardless, but like yeah, that's that's already some half a home court advantage. Yeah. And also, I just think that uh, although one thing I, I do I would say sorry I was about to give some sort of support in the, my theory of Italy finishing top. I won, but on the contrary, I will say Italy in the past have had quote unquote good squads and then fallen short. Like mm. not didn't don't think they qualified from the group stage in the World Cup, or if they even I don't think they even made the World Cup actually. I have to fact check me on that one. But if they didn't make the World Cup, they didn't make past the group stage, and they might not even make the World Cup. And they've had perennially pretty good players. Yeah. But that being said, I think they've got like players like Chiesa who are like those game breaking types now. Yeah. Uh, also, it'll be a rush to a key, big key for their midfield dominance. Uh, will be Verratti being fit. Yeah, that's right. Is 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 he expected to come back? 
Well, he like we we looked at this. I think the other day, and it was he, on May eleventh. He got, uh, no, yeah, May eleventh. He got a four to six week injury. Yeah. So it's touch and go. Yeah, I, I think having him back will, will will change things quite a lot. I I still think they've probably got the they've got the wood on the, the other teams in this. Yeah. So we're going Italy group. Italy one, Turkey two, Wales three, Switzerland four. Or is that just my prediction? I, I only did the top two, but yeah, I'd I'd say Switzerland last. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who have we got next? Um. So Group B. So that includes Belgium, um, Denmark, Finland, and Russia. Yeah. Um, so obviously the the giants in this in this group. Yeah, I, um, I don't see them losing again. Belgium. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I reckon. And I they think... might draw one game against like Denmark or Russia, but like I don't see them losing again. But anyway, yeah, I like Belgium powerhouse squad. Like, yeah, like they've got a world like a a league winning talent. I'm pretty sure at every level. Yeah. Like like as in like uh maybe not goalkeeper but Courtois. Oh yeah, Courtois. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, then they've got, uh, although their, their centre backs are a little light, because they've Olderbarrel, Vertonghen, and Vermaelen, and those, those, and the like. Not as good as they once were, but still. And then, yeah, you've got like Witzel, De Bruyne, Carrasco, Mertens. Maybe Lewis, Hazard. Maybe Hazard. Uh, Torgan Hazard, though, has been playing well. And then you've got the choices of Lukaku, Bitch, Batshuayi, Benteke, like any. Like, you, if one's not performing, you've been the other one on. Origi. I don't Origi. know if he's in the squad. Yeah. But, like, yeah, they've got loads of talent all over the pitch. So, yeah, they should. And they, 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 like, they'll be fired up. They want to go one better than they did in the World Cup, finishing third. Mm-hmm. And they want to make the final. So, yeah, I, I reckon I reckon they'll top it um, without too much. Um, I, and yeah. I'm thinking, I've I've put down Denmark. Yeah, me too. Second. Me yeah. too. Yeah, I yeah. just, I reckon they've got, they've got a lot of. What they've got is a really good like defensive unit, I think. Yeah, and I think that's what they've got over maybe Russia and, and Finland for sure. Yeah, because they've got like Christensen, right, and Kajer, who uh, is the starting. I think he might even AC be Milan. captain. No, he's captain of Denmark. Yeah, but he yeah. starts starting centre back for AC Milan, so that's a really good base there with Casper Schmeichel behind them. Yeah, and then yeah, like we were and saying, Hoibjerg. yeah, and Hoiberg. They've got they've yeah. got they've just got like sneaky good players all over the pitch. Like yeah. they've got Hoiberg. Delaney, who plays a lot for Dortmund, uh, Christian Eriksen, who may have been a bit out of favour with uh, into this season, but still saw him, quality. Saw him this morning play this perfectly weighted through ball through to Poulsen and didn't even have to touch the ball before shooting and scoring. So Eriksen looks in good touch. Yeah, and then yeah, they've got Poulsen. They've also got Casper uh, Dolberg, who comes up, comes to the bench or maybe he starts. I'm not sure, but he's he's a good young player. Yeah, yeah. So like lots of talent, and I reckon that should push him over the line against. I think Russia's Russia's peak was. The World Cup yeah I think so yeah I think they've probably overperformed like overperformed a little bit um, home ground, yeah. yeah and Finland all, all due respect I think their best player is Timu Puki and I don't know a lot about the, yeah, the squad <laughs> we, we were looking at um, their team the other day and I was like yeah Timu Puki and then I was like surely I know someone else and I was like oh <laughs> shit I don't <laughs> not a single player so yeah, yeah. <laughs> we know nothing about Finland yeah Sorry for any Finnish listeners out there. We probably have none, yeah. but, you know, sorry. <laughs> but, yeah, we, we love Pookie. Uh, yeah, Pookie. so Belgium to go through possibly without dropping any points and Denmark. And then, what do you reckon, third and fourth? Should, should we try it? Maybe uh, Russia, 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 Finland, Finland yeah. yeah. Russia will probably beat Finland once. Maybe you'll have a couple of draws. But. Yeah. yeah. All right. Group C. So we've got 
Austria, Netherlands, North Macedonia, and the Ukraine. This group, I think, will be a lot closer than people think. I think the Netherlands will end up winning it, but I also don't think the Netherlands team is, is that amazing. Especially without Van Dijk. I've... I've I've got them not to qualify. You got them not to qualify. <laughs> oh shit! Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. No. I thought I'd try and make a bit of a hot. I take. actually I actually hadn't made a prediction for this yet. I was, so I've got Austria to top it and North Macedonia in second. Interesting. Why? What? what, what, what what's your reasoning behind North? I, again, I only know Goran Pandev and Alioski from them. I saw I saw Netherlands play. Well, yeah. It, it admittedly, I'm basing my predictions off a very small sample size. Okay, <laughs> but. I saw them play Scotland this morning in, in what is a friendly. Um, but Scotland they look good though. They were good, but they didn't they didn't really show that much yeah. apart from Memphis Depay. And in my opinion, Memphis Depay is a very hot and cold. Like he sh- he shows like t- this this morning he scored some amazing goals, but I've seen him in the past look pretty average at times, and I'm not sure. You know, that's the kind of main attacking option. I'm yeah. not sure that he can be relied upon. I think North Macedonia, you know, have a lot to play. It's their first European Championships in, in, in a while. I'm not sure if it's their first ever. But I think they'd be a bit more G'd up for it. Um, probably the last opportunity for Pandev to play at a, at, a, at a tournament like this. They've got Alioski who can, you know, guns it up and down the wing, can put good, good um, delivery into the box. Yeah. I think, I'd like to see them do. Yeah, well. I, I, I think it's a bold take, but not necessarily a bad one. Uh, I, I, d- I tried to make it. I do, I do think they'll have a lot of heart, and also beating Germany in that qualifying game before they before a couple months ago will give them a lot of heart. I don't know if they can sustain it over six games. Yeah, but I, I hate again, like like I said before, this group is a lot more wide open than people think. I also just think the Netherlands team, like you said, Depay is hot and cold, and then. They've just got a lot of players who are just like in good teams and don't don't probably don't face a lot of adversity a lot. Yeah. So yeah, but I, I, if I had to pick, I would say Austria and the Netherlands. Mm, yeah. But it's probably like, more but, but like but like you like any of those teams after the Netherlands, I do think the Netherlands will end up topping it just because they have enough quality. But yeah, even the Ukraine, like they've got a couple of nice wingers, and like you know, but I, I don't think Ukraine's gonna leave the group but you know that it's a lot it's got a lot quite open but yeah if I had to pick the two to go I would say Netherlands Austria but I wouldn't be surprised if someone else got the second spot there yeah again it's it's with Ukraine it's I don't I don't know a great deal about anyone but apart they got from Mab- Zinchenko, Zinchenko yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah Austria looked decent a, a player that I didn't realise played for Austria is um, Sabitzer and he looked, oh, he, yeah, he looked hot this morning yeah. against but yeah, so I think, truth be told, these are the three of the less interesting groups yeah, uh, yeah. in the Euros. And next week, we're going to cover the other three groups, which are far more interesting, in my opinion. Mm. Yeah, but um, on to... And yeah, the the combined 11 next week is going to be Hard tricky, to yeah. decide. It might but just yeah. be all French players. The, but yes, our combined 11 for this week is... Groups ABC. Groups ABC, and we have gone with... Okay, so in goal we've got Courtois, somewhat of a no-brainer. I feel like he's the, he's the best keeper there. I mean, we thought about Casper Schmeichel, but he's probably the best. He's better than Casper Schmeichel. Then at right back, he hasn't actually been playing at right back for Austria, but if he he's now his position he played at Bayern for ages was right back. So we've gone with David Alaba. Yeah, he's 
the best player that could that could play that position. Yeah. Uh, then spoke about Stefan Dubuque just before won the league with Inter. Really, really solid centre back. Played like thirty three out of the thirty eight games, I think. Uh, then Chiellini next to him. Uh, we didn't even mention him when we were talking about Italy, but like, it's not much to say. Like, he's just quality has been for fifteen years. Yeah. Uh, and then we've got, despite Ukraine not qualifying, we have to give some respect to Zinchenko, uh, Premier Premier League winning left back. Uh, hasn't didn't play all of the season because there's we've got Cancelo to compete with and Mendy and stuff, but like played in the Champions League games where where it matters. Yeah, he was yeah he was really good in that. In that yeah, league. and then at the base of midfield, uh, this like we're just assuming he's fit in time. Uh, we've got Verratti, and then we've got uh, Frankie De Jong and Kevin De Bruyne either side of him. That is a whole as a ripper midfield. Yeah, it's pretty good. Myself, and then Scary. up front we have got Chiesa, uh, our favorite son, uh, <laughs> on the left, uh, Lukaku, uh, Wolver's former favorite son. <laughs> Uh, and I still got a lot of respect still got a lot of love for Ron yeah me too uh, and Gareth Bale on the right like we maybe could have had a couple of different people on that right wing to pie or a few other people but like Bale is like when he's firing he's a game breaker so yeah. like we had to have him in there he's, he, he had a good season this year in the Premier League despite playing very little yeah apparently Carlo says he's coming back what? Carlo in a oh, is he, like, yeah, he Car- Carlo's like yeah he'll be coming back 100% Oh, there you go. Like it's not been confirmed by Bale, but Carlo seems very confident he's going to come back because apparently Bale in two seasons under Ancelotti he had thirty nine goals and thirty one assists. Mm. It's just so good, Carlo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So so that's the eleven. Um. And then we've we've chosen a one, two, three, four, seven, six, seven man bench <laughs> and a manager from the group. So the manager we've gone with Bobby Martinez. <laughs> Truth be told, we don't actually know that many of the managers of the international teams. But Martinez finished third in the World Cup two years ago with Belgium. Plus, he's got a really good team, so you know. Yeah, and he used I to like, he used to manage Everton. And so he yeah, goes yeah. a long way. Yeah, we got, got a lot of sentimental love for Bobby. Um, the goalkeeper on the bench is Casper Schmeichel. I think he's the clear um, number two. Um, the lit on the bench, um, as well as Hoiberg, um, Borak Yilmaz. Um, Hakan Shalan Hakan Chalanolu Chalanolu oh, <laughs> we were spreading over this before we recorded the episode I've overthought it <laughs> I, was, I said it right before the episode you did you did yeah Hakan Chalanolu yeah. um, Timu Puki and um, Wijnaldum yeah which is a strong bench as well and lots mm. of players in lots of different positions that could that could play yeah Hakan, yeah, Hakan Chalanolu and Wijnaldum probably could have made a case to even make the team Apparently linked with Liverpool. Shall I know that? Yeah. That'd be cool. I don't think we've seen a, like a good Turkish player yeah. in the league for a while. I say good because, you know, Everton had... What's his face? That guy. Oh, I think Tosin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Didn't quite work out. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, all in all, uh, we'll post the, the, the starting 11 um, on the Instagram. Uh, if you guys want to know the bench, we can post that in, I don't know, in the caption. But like, yeah. Run that, run that, run that, run that through me again. Sorry. So, Schmeichel, Delit, Wijnaldum, Puki, Hoiberg, Yilmaz, and Shalanolu. Yeah, boom. Too easy. Now it is. So yeah, um, that's our that's our Euro, uh, our top three group Euro, sort of review. Yeah. Preview, preview, not review, preview. preview. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I suppose next week we'll be doing a similar thing for groups D, E, F. 
um, and recapping whatever news happens throughout the week. Yeah, see if Trent goes home with an injury, who gets mm. called up. Uh, That's going to be There'll be a second round of friendlies as well to talk about um, and probably some sort of, as the Euros get closer and teams want to finalise transfers, uh, we'll have some more transfers to talk about. That's it. Like uh, Andre Onana, potentially yeah. Arsenal. One thing I just want, funny thing I just wanted to touch on, which I, I was going to touch on before when we were talking about the the Champions League, uh, but I forgot uh, before we close out, is apparently uh, in 2018, uh, Yaya Toure's agent uh, predicted an African curse for Pep Guardiola at Manchester City. Oh, yeah, I saw <laughs> Yeah, and it was like, uh, so this is an article from 2018. It goes, Dimitri Seluk, uh, Yaya Toure's agent, has predicted a uh, quote-unquote African curse will prevent Manchester City manager Pep Guardiola from ever winning the UEFA Champions League again. <laughs> it comes in the wake of recent comments from ex-City midfielder Toure, who told France Football that Guardiola often has problems with Africans on Monday. I was just like, it's like oh, probably not, but like it's just funny <laughs> to think <laughs> that they just, you know, all these weird decisions that Pep keeps making, so maybe some sort of like curse just gets in his head and changes his yeah. the last second. Like, imagine Pep's like, He's going to play the right lineup with Fernandinho and the proper front three. And then all yeah. of a sudden they're on the team bus and someone just whispers in his ear and he's like, oh, yeah, I've got, to, I've got to play Sterling and no defensive midfielder. <laughs> it's a theory. <laughs> hey, I love a, I love a far-fetched theory. Um, I thought that was quite funny. <laughs> yeah, no, that is, that is funny. It's funny. But yeah. I hope he eventually does. Yeah, me know. too. It was sad that Aguero couldn't get it before he... Yeah. That would have been nice. I also just think De Bruyne deserves one. He yeah. like the player like him just deserves to have won it all. Yeah, I know. I mean, I know Stephen Gerrard didn't win it all because he never won the Premier League, but like he deserved to. Yeah, but like it was, yeah. it was super sad seeing him come off. Yeah, the second half. It'll be cool to see uh, the bar- mar- bas- the masked De Bruyne. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Euros. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, that that should do us for this week. Uh, yeah, like Will said, tune in next week for all of the uh, remaining Euro stuff and anything else we've got to cover, and hopefully you enjoyed Wilbur. Introing this week, you might hear more of it. You might hear more of it. You know, give him a shot and see if he <laughs> see if it sticks. As always, uh, yeah, give us a follow if you like what you hear. Uh, we're on Spotify. Uh, give us a follow on the Instagram. It's just forty yard switch underscore podcast. And yeah, tune in next week. Thanks.